0: welcome to the empowerment podcast where empowerment is done from within in this podcast we focus on bringing you strategies tools and techniques that you can apply in your life and in your business to increase your bank balance and improve the quality of your life my name is Kara, and i'll be your host taking you through conversations that will help you identify and connect with your unique gifts and talents so that you can stand in your power as you go after your goals and your dreams. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Podcast, where empowerment is done from within. I'm so excited to be back here. It's my actual first episode of 2020. And uh, I took the month of January kind of off so I could uh, really get my mind right, take care of myself. do some healing that uh, I started doing at the end of 2019. Um, and I've just been really putting myself in the right state in the right frame of mind and, uh, you know, filling my cup. So I have something to share with you guys. And so, um, I'm so happy to be back with you guys, to pour into you. Um, So today, what I really wanted to share is uh, my backstory. I was going through the episodes that I've posted, um, and I realized that I really never shared my story here on this platform. I've shared it on other platforms that I show up on, but... um, other than my very first episode where I kind of, you know, introduced myself, uh I really never got in deep as to how I came about doing what I do here. And so, um I want to take some time to really let you guys into my world and uh maybe you'll find some value out of hearing my actual journey getting here. So, um if you follow me on other platforms or if you heard the very first episode, you know that uh, I grew up in Haiti. Um, In Port au Prince, Haiti. Uh, I attended an all girl Catholic school. Uh, I lived a very charmed life there. Um, And uh, when I was 14 years old, my father uh, was brutally murdered while on the job. He was working for a um, coffee company and uh, just stuff that just went wrong and so we'll leave it at that and uh he lost his life he was 42 super young and um so at that time I was 14 my sister was 17 and my little brother was five and um I really something got triggered in me that I you know needed to help my mom parent my brother so I grew up overnight like I really became an adult quick and so um you know that happened and fast forward uh three and a half almost four years later um, I decided to move to New York um, it was actually uh, a month shy of my 17th birthday that I moved to New York and uh so actually, is that three years? Yeah, it was three, three years, almost three and a half. That's right. And so, um, I, I moved to New York. I put myself in my last year of high school in Queens, New York. And, um, a year later after graduating, um, high school and I enrolled myself in college and that very first semester my freshman year um, I had this thing called an opportunity scholarship and it required me to live on campus so even though the school was about 10 minutes away from my grandmother's house I had to stay on campus well um, so school started of course in the fall September and November 17th and that evening it was a Friday night my grandmother was expecting me to come and spend the weekend at home I had a friend who was uh coming to visit from jersey that weekend and so i didn't make it home on friday and my house my grandmother's house that you know i lived with her for that year caught on fire and she did not make it and so this was like the second big blow of my life where you know i was kind of like what the hell right and um what do you do with that you just kind of have to um pull yourself by your bootstraps and really resolve that everything happens for a reason and that you'll figure it out and you know later on I mean that was my reaction because I just did not know what to do with that and so here I am you know my grandmother who was my financial support in New York um, is gone and I'm full-time in college taking a double major in political science and business management And I need money and so um, I took on taking 18 credits a semester three jobs I was a bank teller i was a um a swap manager's assistant at a car dealership and i was tutoring french to this kid and so um i did that for my during my four years of of college and my last semester in college i actually got a really cool internship on capitol hill with congressman Engel. so i lived in dc my last semester well virginia and i commuted into dc my last semester that was pretty cool and um so I graduated on time uh, with my double major, and um, at the that was about May two, uh, thousand four, I believe. And um, right around that time, I also got proposed to, so I got engaged. And so while I was in D.C. on the Hill, I saw that a lot of the lawmakers um, they were all you know lawyers. They were all you know they were no longer practicing law, but they were they were attorneys. And so. Um, <clears throat> I really thought to myself that if I want to effectuate change, I always had that wanting to make an impact and change, you know, kind of thing in me. And so I realized that law school was the way to go. And so and also, of course, you know, I talk a lot. Everybody always said to me, you talk a lot, you should go to law school. And so, um, I decided that I was going to go to law school and since I was engaged and I, you know, had to pay for my wedding, I took a year off and I worked in Manhattan. I worked at a French investment bank in the city as an executive assistant. And um, made some money, paid for my wedding, and then relocated to South Florida and uh, went into my first year of law school at Nova Southeastern University out here in uh, Fort Lauderdale in, uh, what was it, August of 2005, so I was here, did my three years of college, I mean of uh, law school, and then um, I graduate law school, I take the bar exam, and right before finding out whether I had passed the bar exam or not, I found out I had passed a pregnancy test, which um, if you understand the legal world, <laughs> a brand new rookie lawyer doesn't get pregnant, you know, before um making her mark or, you know, at least a couple years practicing. And so, um, <clears throat> my boss was not happy, but he couldn't fire me. Right. And so, uh, I, and I couldn't quit cause I needed the money. And so, um, I worked that year, um, as an associate at, at, at the securities litigation, um, firm. And, um, at the end of that year, i realized a couple things number one like holy shit like this is what i went to school for like this is going to be my life right like i went to school and i hate my life like i just did seven years of schooling studying something and this is not like is this it like this is not what i wanted (laughs) and i realized i was psychologically unemployable and so i really could not do the whole working for people thing but um Obviously, I needed the money, so I stayed. I had my son, and um, after I I went on maternity leave and after the three months that I had been um, out taking care of my my baby boy, Luke, I just couldn't see myself going back to work and putting my kid in daycare. And so I decided um, to pray. (laughs) That's what you do when you're, you know, backs against the wall. And so um, I... I prayed hard, and I got approached at a—you know what, what seemed to be random back then, but very much so um, divine order. I got approached by a woman who offered me a facial with Mary Kay Cosmetics at a Target nearby. And so, um, I said, yes, I never say yes to these strangers coming to my house, but she was sharp. She looked like she had it together. So she came, she did her thing. And by the end of my time with her, I was a Mary Kay consultant because she showed me that, you know, I could really make some money, um, from home. And I was willing to do whatever that was legal to stay home with my babe. So I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to put my kid in daycare. That was just not my thing. I didn't want to miss my kid's milestones. And so I was like, you know, I can always go back to practicing. You know, I have the degree and whatever. And so um, here I am, I'm selling these products and I'm making money. And one day, um... She takes me, this this woman who had brought me into the business, she takes me to a meeting where I see this former ICU nurse who made $26,000 in one month with Mary Kay. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, so I have this law degree in hand and this woman is making way more money in a month than... I have ever made as an attorney, or I can never hope to make as an attorney. So I got the vision, and I just started grinding my Mary Kay business, and within a month and a half of going to that meeting, I was in the top two percent of that company as a director, driving a free car, and you know, fast forward, pink Cadillac, the whole deal. But what Mary Kay taught me was that I could run a pretty healthy business from home. And I took the principles that I learned in running my Mary Kay business and just put those in use in building my law firm. And so my Mary Kay business actually funded my law firm and equipped me to start my practice. And so uh, fast forward 11 years now, you know, I've been practicing. Um, I have started with immigration, then I was immigration and family. And now I found my nation and uh, personal injury. And I've been doing that. And, um, and very successful at it with extremely low overhead. And so, um, you know, what I wanted, originally was, you know, money and financial freedom. But what uh, what I got was not only being able to have that, but also being able to empower other people to have the same kind of life because that's what I was doing with Mary Kay. And now that's what I do with, um, the courses that I have that I teach lawyers. And so why am I sharing all of this is because, um, you know, going down this path that was so unconventional has led me to amazing places. So I had the business with Mary Kay. I had the law firm then, you know, while, um, Towards the end of actually my Mary Kay time, um, I met this guy at a Starbucks and it was because of my car being a conversation starter, uh, the pink Cadillac, that I ended up striking up a friendship with this man who shared tons and tons of um, personal development materials with me um, that I didn't even know existed like the power of the subconscious mind the you know paradigm shift and whatnot and in diving into that material I realized like oh my god first of all I didn't know I had a subconscious mind until I was 31 right and I was like why didn't anybody tell me but then I realized nobody knows I mean the people didn't tell me because they didn't know and I realized also that you know my country uh, you know of Haiti people don't know like this, they're not teaching this stuff in school. And so I kind of got busy writing out what was going to be the content for workshops I was going to teach down there to teach people about this stuff. You know, the subconscious mind, the, you know, gratitude, the law of attraction and all of that. And, um, the content for that ended up being the uh, content that made up my first book, 28,000 days, make yours count, which I published back in 2016. And so, um, here I am, I, I've done all of this stuff and people now are asking me, you know, where can I hear you speak and, you know, all of that. And that also, that's led me to not only speaking, doing lives, et cetera, but now creating courses that I've been teaching online and live and coaching lawyers, especially now taking um, the leap, you know, lawyers who want to do exactly what I did, you know, get out of the rat race, get out of law firms where they're miserable and when they can make their own money and they can do it from home. And so what, uh, what I did was I took all of this journey and all of these experiences that, you know, the ups and the downs and the, the, all these epiphanies that I had along the ways of different ways that you can do things and packaged it into, um, a message that is helping other people do the same. You know, I, I, created a system basically, um, for this firm, um, where my overhead is nothing you know I started with a virtual office and it's funny because you know my I made my six my first six figures with the firm with no real physical office and you know people really think that they need one and so um it was just my phone my three-in-one printer it was my laptop from law school I was still using and um You know, I I got my business card, I got a few flyers done originally, and that's how I started. And, um, and I've built this, uh, you know, multimillion dollar verdict law firm off of just that. And so, um, that's, you know, I wanted to share that just because I think that many times, you know, we, we don't value our journey, um, We don't look for the lessons and the direction that our journey has been pointing us to um, because, you know, we're kind of like, this is not how I wanted it to play out. Well, I did not want my life to play out the way it did originally, but I'm so freaking glad it did. And so um, and here I am now pretty proud of what I've been able to create, because now not only do I get to practice law and do this stuff that I went to school for and that I now that I've fallen in love with because it's I'm doing it the way that I love it um, and not the way a law firm would have me do it Um, I'm also getting tons of fulfillment being a contribution to other women lawyers or I mean I have men lawyers too but really my my heart is with the women who look like me you know, 11 years ago, um, at that target or at this, you know, situation with this newborn or whatever, like what, you know, this is it like what? And so, um, anyways, I wanted to share that here. Um, I, uh, wanted to really get, let you guys into who I am and how I got here because, uh, I think it's important. I think it's important that when you're listening to somebody who's, you know, putting out, content that you really know their backstory and, and how they got to where they are. And so anyways, uh, I think this is probably one of my longest uh, podcast episodes. So yay. Um, uh, if you guys love this content, please let me know, drop me a comment. Um, follow me on the, the different platforms that I'm on at Caravaval Vaval, um, official, uh, that's where you could find me on Facebook, on Instagram and, um, you know, subscribe here, share this content with, um, your friends, your family. Uh, I just want, this to um, inspire as many people as possible that's why i come here and so uh until next time you were just listening to the empowerment podcast where empowerment is done from within tune in every monday for your dose of empowerment with cara be sure to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and family on social media don't forget to tag me at cara vaval Ferrier.